which means that genuine faithful worship never comes from a desire for earthly prosperity. Our worship is motivated by desire to receive material blessing from God, so we are not actually worshiping. Again, what we are doing is committing idolatry. We are loving the things of this world more than the God who we claim to worship. You say, well, I would never worship God with the hope of receiving earthly prosperity in return. Have you ever been in a financially difficult situation and thought, you know, if I read my Bible every day this week or pray a lot or go to church every Sunday this month, then maybe God will be happy with me and I'll get a raise or I'll receive some financial blessing. Have you ever had an exam or an important test at school and thought, you know what, if I read my Bible every day this week and I'll pray a lot and go to church and take notes, even take notes, and I and sing all the songs, and maybe God will bless me with a good day on my test that's coming up. Have you ever had a doctor's appointment where you're going to have a test run to see whether maybe you had cancer or some other disease, and you thought, you know what, I read my Bible every day, and I pray a lot, and I gather with, with my church family, and, and I pay extra close attention you know, during the work approach, and I try to be extra nice to people or give a little extra in the offering, and maybe God will bless me with a clean doctor's report. That's the prosperity gospel. You see how easy it is, even for those of us who say the prosperity gospel is a false gospel, to practice the teaching of this false gospel in our worship? We worship from a motivation of wanting God to bless us with some kind of earthly prosperity. And that's convicting to me. If there's anything we learn from the life and death of the able that's just super clear, just with the details that we're given, it's that worshiping God from a heart of genuine faith is absolutely no guarantee of earthly prosperity. In fact, if you were to ask guys like Abel or guys like Job or Stephen or Paul, they would tell you the opposite is more likely the case. Genuine faith often leads to difficulty, persecution, and hardship in this life. And if you asked Jesus, he would say something like this, that whoever would save his life will lose it, that whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Jesus would say something like this, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to raise his head. Jesus would say something like this, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, that is, you are a worshiper of God, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Brothers and sisters, we're not promised earthly prosperity for faithful worshiping God. That's never in the case of Scripture. And so if that is our motivation in worshiping God, then we can't say that we're faithfully worshiping God. Well, that's God promised. Oh, he's made the promises. Oh, and it's far better than any earthly prosperity. God has promised something far better than something that's just temporary and which never can satisfy our soul. God has promised a relationship with Him. And to those who come to faith in Him, and who by His faith in their faith become worshippers of Him. And listen, a relationship with God is far better than any earthly prosperity. A relationship with God who's rescued from sin. 
Jesus.